0: Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It's time to welcome back our baby whisperer, Natalie Eberle from Sleep and Settle. How are you today, my love? I'm fantastic, thanks, Lou. You always are. And I really believe that that comes from your work and how much you love it and just walking in and changing the lives of parents who have just had enough. You get to do that and make a difference to everybody's life every day and that must be a great feeling.
1: It's really invigorating. It makes my heart sing. Mm-hmm. And and when people say, do you love your you work, I just simply say to them, you shouldn't be in a job that you don't like. But I don't see it as a job. I see it as this this beautiful opportunity that I have to change someone's life and, and that in turn creates this beautiful ripple effect in the community And everybody feels good. And I just love it. I just thrive on it every day.
2: That's
0: amazing. It's amazing. So last time you were on the program, we were talking about how to set up uh, a baby's day for optimum sleep. And we were talking specifically about zero to six months. Today, we're going to expand on that and talk about uh, the baby that is six months and over and how we can set up the day and structure the day so that our babies are ready for sleep and will sleep well during the Night.
1: Absolutely. Yes. So magic routines that create sleep for these six months and older babies. Yes. Now, what we generally find around the age of six months is that babies starts to sleep and feed and play around the same time each day. Mm. So a lot of babies naturally fall into this predictable routine, but some don't. And some families have a very busy life and and lots of commitments, and, and doesn't always easily flow into a routine for their day, yeah. but but most do. And so if parents are looking for a little bit of structure or a little bit of a plan to know how to time the feeding and playing and sleeping in their child's day to create the most efficient day that delivers the best possible night's sleep, we are going to deliver that today
0: yeah fantastic sounds amazing
1: (laughs) so what generally happens from around six months and this is all the way through to 12 months where the children are still having two to three days sleep, is they fall into these these little patterns where they start what I call creating little windows of opportunity Mm -hmm. so if they're generally getting up around 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning. They're consistently having breakfast around 7 to 8 a.m. And then they'll have a sleep in a window of around 9 to 10 a.m. And then morning tea and then lunch and then an afternoon sleep in a window of around 1 to 6 p.m. Then, if that's short, they can have a cat nap around 4. And then they're really consistently having milk feeds and Solids and a bath and quiet play and going to bed around seven. Right. So, what I say to parents is that do what works for your family. If, as I've said many times on this show, if what you're doing is working, don't change it. Mm. You know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. However, we, children know what they want, but they don't know what they need. And how many times have I said that on the show yeah, as well? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the parents' job is to guide the timing and the windows of opportunity for this consistent sleeping, feeding, and playing. And if we think about these children, their day is roughly 12 hours. So a newborn to six-month-old day is is a little bit longer, but from six months and over, their day is roughly 12 hours. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so we just keep an eye on the time to guide the timing of the feeding, the playing and the sleeping, to give the child's body clock and circadian rhythms a chance to get into a bit of a rhythm. Mm. Children thrive on routine.
2: Yes. Toddlers
1: thrive on routine. So when we're consistently respecting their little body clocks and, and feeding and playing and sleeping around the same time each day, their body anticipates the night sleep and it just makes the feeding sleep in the night so much easier.
2: Mm.
1: So that's... That's the basics of how we encourage these routines. So it's breakfast, lunch and dinner, a morning sleep, an afternoon sleep, maybe a cat nap but a consistent bedtime of around seven o'clock. Yeah. Now, when the child gets to 12 months of age, there's a flurry of phone calls and text messages and emails for me (laughs) because the babies start mucking around their sleep and they're getting older, they're getting more mobile, they're getting more vocal but... The parents start asking why has my baby's sleep suddenly changed? And they've heard all about the baby's transitioning to one sleep at twelve months of age.
2: Right.
1: So one is to them is these are the conditions that your baby would be ready for one sleep. If they were sleeping well during the daytime but suddenly not sleeping well at night, or they're refusing one sleep of their day sleeps, but, but then can't wait for the other one because they've got to wait too long and they fall asleep in the high chair or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or they're reducing both of their day sleeps for a really short period of time. And so everything's just changing. And I say to mum, okay, so if you went out in a stroller or out to a birthday party or to the beach and your child was capable of missing one of their sleeps consistently, and they cope with getting through to the next sleep, they're probably telling you that they're ready for one sleep. Mm. So we would time that at 12 o'clock in the daytime. And this is a big change to the child's body clock, and it takes a couple of weeks to months for their body clock to get used to one sleep a day rather than two or three little ones. And so we just need to be really patient and really consistent. Because the more consistent the parents are with that locking in that one sleep, the quicker the body clock will up, and then the child won't be so out of sorts before and after.
0: Yes, makes complete sense. And yeah, I can really imagine. I mean, I can remember back to going from two sleeps to one sleep, and it was a real transition and a bit of a rocky one at times. Uh, but yeah. I like the I like the idea of actually planning that sleep right in the middle of where you would normally have the two day ones and and sort of splitting the difference that makes complete sense
1: yes yeah, so well we find that especially at one year of age the children aren't ready to go from 7 a.m to 1 p.m but mm. they can make it till midday yeah so you know they would have breakfast morning tea and an early lunch and then go down to that sleep and then afternoon tea when they wake up and then their useful evening routine mm. so the next common question that the parents give me is, you know, my baby's waking up at 5 or 6 a.m. Help, 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 help. I don't (laughs) want to start my day at that time. So I just say to the parents, if you have to get up early for work, then get yourself up early for work. Encourage your child to go back to sleep. And then get the child up at the last minute that you can, whether you have to give them breakfast at home or they have breakfast wherever they're getting childcare. But in just because they've woken at that time doesn't mean they have to start their day at that time. So encouraging them to sleep into the minimum time that you want them to sleep into. I actually say to the parents, you know, pick the time you're prepared to get out of bed with a smile on your face. Pick that time. <laughs> and that might be, you know, five thirty for some parents, but it might be six thirty for others. And so we pick the time and resettle them until that time and then try and keep their day consistent with their routine every day to help their brain sleep in. Because if they wake early in the morning and we reward them with an early morning day sleep, earlier than usual, we're rewarding their body clock for waking early.
0: Yes.
1: So by trying to encourage your baby within reason to resettle back to sleep if they wake too early, and then trying to keep their daily routine on track with the usual time, that helps their body clock understand, I can't afford to wake up at five o'clock in the morning because I've got to sleep. I've got to wait until this time to go to sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So,
1: I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So they just little tricky things that can make a, a lot of difference.
2: Mm, yeah. Now,
1: during the child's day, when, when we're talking about these, active mobile baby. So babies are crawling around six months and then they're cruising on the furniture and then they're walking. The other important thing about the, the six month and older day in terms of creating night sleep is about working out when your child needs to have their active play and their quiet play. Mm. And active play is where they're on the floor, they're crawling, they're moving around, they're walking, they're climbing, they are wearing themselves. They're earning their sleep. And I say that nearly every week as well. Yes. So only mum and dad will know how much active play is required to earn the next sleep for their child. And then quiet play would be the time for going for a walk in a stroller or in, in and out of the car seat for appointments or visiting someone else or yeah. going to the shops or whatever. Okay. But it's sitting in something. And not being active. So I generally suggest the best time for the quiet play is after the last sleep of the day. Mm. So if they're having two to three sleeps, it would be after the second sleep. You know, they could have that little cat nap in the car or the stroller. If they're having one sleep a day, it would be after that sleep is the best time for being in the stroller and or the car seats or more sitting than active play. Yeah,
0: and you know what? It's really interesting, isn't it? Because as parents, when we do that stuff, so we're rushing to appointments or we're going shopping or whatever, we feel much more busy than when we're at home with the baby and the baby's on the mat and and, um, doing their active play. Uh, So in our heads, we think that if they've spent an afternoon going shopping with us, going to appointments, all of that sort of thing, we think that that's a busy afternoon because we've been busy getting them out of the car, putting them into the stroller, you know, all that sort of stuff. But they're fairly chilled. So it is a real – interesting thing that you're talking about quiet play being when mum is actually flat strap you know getting everything done
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah and and parents often think that because the child's outside that they're getting fresh air and stimulation and that's true and we want them to have their dose of vitamin d every day Especially, there's been lots of comments about the importance of vitamin D to help your immunity in in fighting COVID. You know, Uh, that we know vitamin D boosts your immunity. So we we want the fresh air and the sunlight. However, it's the activity you're doing with the child within that vitamin D gaining time that determines whether they're going to sleep. And, and, you know, the sunlight also improves the serotonin levels, which converts to melatonin. So that Mm -hmm. active outdoor play is important for helping to create the night sleep. So we're all for any secrets that help create the night's sleep. 100%. I love it.
0: (laughs) oh Natalie, this has just been a a fantastic chat once again. And, uh, yeah, you've made me think of some things very, very differently. Uh, I'm not in the baby space, but uh, certainly I have friends that are. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times, even though I'm not – in in that world uh, myself, I can't tell you how many times I've imparted your knowledge to friends of mine and relatives of mine that have babies. And so, yeah, I just love that we are spreading this message and, and getting these tips out to mums that just don't know where to turn. And yeah, I learn something each and every week. So I'm sure everyone else is too. And I really appreciate you being our baby whisperer on the juice.
1: Thank you very much. I love being part of your show. That, and we would love to hear from the listeners too. If they have a question or if they have a comment, we want to hear
0: from them. I'm 100%, to, yes. i yeah,
1: yeah. happy to get
0: some suggestions on topics if they would want it. Absolutely. And you can email the juice at au and send your questions through. We will happily answer them on the show. That was Natalie Eberl, our Sleep and Settle Specialist for the juice.